0: and hello hello welcome back excuse me to the gay racing podcast what dying over here you know what we're gonna leave it in because it's funny um hey hey guys it's august okay what you got attitude all right
1: Zach's been me waiting for the past twenty. Years I literally to came podcast, back from.
0: So. <laughs> I came back from the bathroom, and I stood in my doorway on my phone because I was reading an interesting article about a show I watch, and this girl raises his eyebrow so high I thought they were about to fly off his face. Like, come
1: on! <laughs> uh, oh my god.
0: Um, it's August 9th, twenty twenty-two. Well, welcome
1: to the podcast. Yeah, welcome.
0: And yep. we, um, we're we going to talk about Nashville, um, the IndyCar race at Nashville, the Music City Grand Prix, or as we like to call it, the Flop City Grand Prix, because it was kind of a flop. Um,
1: I have a lot to say about that. I'm not happy about it. Still. Yeah,
0: we got some tea, including um, some some a different episode of the same saga, kind of like in terms of silly season. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, yep. And then we'll talk about NASCAR at Michigan, even though, um, I, I did not watch NASCAR at Michigan.
1: (laughs) I watched, like, the first half of Stage 1, and then I got overstimulated, so I turned it off. But I have watched, like, highlights and stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, and I tried to watch the end, because I heard it was popping off, but my phone was being stupid. So, um, yeah, Kevin Harvick won, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that's on the slate for today's episode. Um... Lots of fun coming up. Lots of fun. I have a great attitude today. I have a lot of energy, so I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Um Let's do it. Talk about Nashville. Um so
1: Yeah, it- let, let's start with the bad news first. <laughs> uh <laughs> the Music City Grand Prix, or as we called it, the Flop City Grand Prix. Yes. That happened. That is a race that happened. Or as
0: Pato Award likes to call it. Crashville.
1: Crashville. I think that's more appropriate.
0: Like you know, we weren't sh- sure what to expect for year 2 certainly. We expected it to maybe be cleaner. Um No, I didn't I expect it to be cleaner. cleaner. I I kind of saw this coming. I knew it was going to be the same. Same old BS. Yes, because IndyCar they will be they race that Indy road course like 10 times a year and they still can barely start there most of the time. So yeah. Fair fair. You know.
1: So this race, they moved I want to start with the they moved the restart line to the bridge. Right. I think that was the thing that had me thinking, okay, that's probably a little better because a lot of the issues were on restarts.. Yeah. They blundered it somehow. <laughs> they Did you notice that when they would do the restarts, it was at the very end of the bridge and half the time the green flag wouldn't fly until like fifth place was already across the line.
0: No, I did, did you not notice, notice that? that? No, yeah,
1: they were they were throwing the green flag so late, so late. I think it was causing stackups too.
0: I didn't have the same what? exact
1: issue going. Yeah, it was awful. They were waiting so long to throw the green flag. Whoever was down there, and the start finish was in the same spot as last year. Which I think that's fine I, but get,
0: I feel weird about it I but don't know. it's fine I mean you can't put Pit Road on the bridge obviously So it's no. It is yeah. what it is I mean,
1: I think uh, I don't know I think they need to keep The restart zone on the bridge Definitely, They need to actually like do it Like way further down On the bridge though Because we're doing it at the end of the bridge yeah. And you're still having the same issue Like I don't know what idea was there yeah let them get a um, little
0: bit spread out or i guess actually it might get them tighter together but hey who cares um <laughs>
1: yeah they'll
0: figure <laughs> well, it out they, right
1: they don't care because the restarts were all messy the entire race anyway yeah. so so let's start with the winner scott dixon one
0: what a boring this, winner for a stupid race
1: <laughs> out for the championship this is terrifying because yes. Scott Dixon's only six points out of the points lead. What? Bestie happened? wins
0: one. Right? I know he won Toronto, but Bestie wins two races. All right, and is suddenly the championship favorite. Well, kind of. Like what the hell? Like, you know the Sephiroth theme. This is that's Scott Sephiroth. Dixon right now. <laughs> like, I think flop of the week. I'm gonna get. I'm giving them out today. Flop of the week Ooh. is Marcus Ericsson. Whoa! What? Flop of the Why? Week. He had this championship Why? locked up. I'm just saying.
1: Well, I'll counter that with saying Flop of the Week is Roman Grosjean. <laughs> I have multiple reasons for this one. But Grosjean took, like, rammed into Ericsson, and that caused Ericsson's car to have a bunch of issues.
0: That's true, actually. Yeah. So no, you're right. if
1: you want to say Ericsson's Flop of the Week, it should be Roman Grosjean. It is.
0: It is. You know what? Yeah. I'll take that back. It is Roman Grosjean, but we'll talk about that later. We're gonna, I'll put it back in my pocket for now, but we already started okay. filling it out. But okay. it's okay. Yes.
1: And let's let's just go with the points stand as we talked about it. Erickson is now not the points leader. He's now 12 behind Power. Uh, Joseph actually gained 14 points on Will Power, believe it or not. Or on the points lead, I should say, because he gained on Erickson Ian Power. Yeah. He's only 22 back. That's doable. Uh, Pelo's 33 back, Scott McLaughlin's 58 back, and Pato is 59 back. I think the championship is pretty much going to be one of these. I've been saying the past few weeks now. But anyone else is like way How far, back, is far back.
0: Oh, never mind. I see um, it right here, Pelo. Yeah. Um, yep. Pillow. Um Yeah, I, I think it's the top four. Which is I interesting. Agree. It's two Penske, two Ganassi. I think that's but it,
1: I will. Dixon is where Pelot was before nashville so i think just a w- if pillow mclaughlin pato were to win they'd be right back in it honestly so it's
0: yeah it's, it's just far like far from over mm, i just don't see pillow winning that's my that's yeah. my thing i think that's fair like it's, it's just, still i don't know um but that's not mm-hmm. really the point yeah i
1: but yeah basically the championship got basically got exploded Loaded by this crazy ridiculous race. Uh, let's talk about the race and then I'll complain about it. Uh, Scott McLaughlin probably had the best car the yeah. entire race oh, and he, he was... charged back up through the field to get second at the end of the race. If there was like one more lap he probably could have won. If the track was wider he probably could have won as well but yeah. again we'll talk about that later. Um, and Scott McLaughlin by the way now leads mm-hmm. all Former Team Penske drivers Has most poles ever at Team Penske.
0: Like, what?
1: Throughout IndyCar, NASCAR, Australian Supercars, IMSA, everything. Oh, Nick Lachlan has most poles at Team Penske.
0: I was confused. Ever. I'm like, I thought you meant like he has the most IndyCar poles compared to all of the no. ex-Team Penske drivers. I was so confused. No. Okay, that makes sense. No. Okay, yeah, because oh, that's cool. That's
1: cute. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So he won a lot of polls over in uh in Australia for Penske. So. Right.
0: That's awesome. Really cool stat there for yeah, him. Yeah, he had a great weekend. I mean he definitely was the star of the show, or driver of the day, maybe if I you mean, call him that.
1: It's driver of the weekend because he was fastest in one of the practices. He was top three in another. Yeah. Then he wins the poll. He probably should have won this race if it was like a quote unquote normal race. So Yeah. But really yeah, he, good weekend he, for Smith he
0: had the edge over even like Joseph was fast when he got out front too. But mm-hmm. he Scott was able to pass. He was able to pass. Yeah. pretty easily.
1: He was one of the few, along with Colton Herta, who we'll talk about now, I guess. Who were able to pass a lot. And Colton Herta, who was your fantasy pick, you needed a win. So I, you did My not get a up win. There. So, so I have clinched the IndyCar fantasy title. By the way, second year in a row. Not to brag or anything, but. Uh, Colton Herta actually did have an issue. He got clobbered by Dalton Kellett, which I found very funny. And uh, Herta, his car was basically trashed, but they got it fixed up, and he was flying through the field. It looks for a moment Hurta was going to win the race.
0: Really? He was about because to kill
1: Marcus Erickson. He was. It looked exactly like Erickson's race last year. Didn't happen, but he managed to get somewhere in the top ten. Um really good for him honestly yeah but there was a tweet from david land that said oh, that, that man might have tweeting. yep yeah he has a lot of tweets <laughs> uh, one of his tweets said <laughs> that herda might have had tech issues afterward uh don't know if anything to come from that similar to how
0: rossi had tech issues after ndgp uh We'll right see. Into the tech... No, because I did beat you Like, Colton Hurta beat you whoever you pick Will Power I put...
1: Yeah, I put Power If Colton
0: Hurta gets disqualified I'm doing bad things to myself I literally would probably cry This is my first point, I think, since, like, March Like <laughs> It's been a long time since you've got an IndyCar point <laughs> Yeah, I... I Please don't Please don't I worked hard for this, Okay
1: That'd be very funny if that happens, and you're listening to this. Please laugh at Zach right now. God. Thank you. Um, what else should we talk about with this race? Uh, this was the closest street course finish in IndyCar history.
0: That's actually kind of That's impressive.
1: A, yeah, I, I, Scott McLaughlin made this really interesting. We touched on it already, but it is the fourth closest road and street course finish. So wow, really, really cool.
0: I bet that long straightaway helped that stat too, because he could draft up to him
1: hmm Yeah. And then I want to talk about Joseph Newgarden because
0: honestly, a lot of other people want to talk about him too.
1: Y'all need to get his name out of your mouth. Oh yeah. We this is the Joseph Newgarden segment. Welcome everyone. Um first of all, this is the Flop City Grand Prix. We have another flop of the week. It is Tim Sindrick. Congratulations, Yo! Tim Sindrick. What is going on in that two-pick team right now? What is going on? first of all, they put him on the primaries to start the race. Meanwhile, like 80% of the field was on the green tires. They had a green tire instead of the reds. Yeah, basically the
0: red Yeah. The alternates.
1: And the green tires were awful all weekend. Why wouldn't you start the race on them, get that segment over with, and get them off the car? That's the
0: main strategy for most races.
1: That, yeah. And for this race, IndyCar they put out a graphic at one point saying, Hey, like you know every week they put out a tire strategy, IndyCar does, and it said fifty five percent chance if you do if you start on the greens and then go to the primaries after. Yeah. I don't know. Joseph was the highest one who started on the primaries. Where did he start? Didn't
0: he start up front? Yeah. Why would you he started, he started sixth? Why would you like do like I get if you're in the back? But why would you do that when you start yeah. up front and you're competing for the championship i don't really understand that
1: makes no sense i when i saw that i was like oh so tim cendrick wants to throw this he's one on away vacation, i guess so apparently he's on big we're on vacation
0: he'd been drinking too much in nashville
1: so first of all tim cinder gets flop of the week for that but again another flop of the week to tim cendrick because at one point in the race Everyone comes down to pit row because we can't make it on fuel to the end. The two car, Joseph Newgarden, Cendric, keeps him on track. You can't make it on fuel from whatever lap that was in right. the race. I was so mad. It was such I a was risky like, what are we doing?
0: Like someone yeah. on TV said like it's not a team penske like strategy like why are you going to rely not. so much? Like that would have worked if they kept wrecking. Yeah, but they did guess keep wrecking. What?
1: They actually did wreck, and Joseph was pretty far ahead, and Townsend Bell was saying they're either going to need a bunch of cautions, or Joseph needs to get a huge lead and pit from the lead. And, like, don't like those odds of trying to get way ahead at this track. Bunch of cautions, maybe, but you shouldn't be betting on that, in my opinion. Yeah. So, we get a caution. I think it was the Malukas Kirkwood right yellow.
0: And that 10-second lead he built up or whatever seconds. Like... It was like
1: a two it was like a 2-second lead. Oh yeah, why did I say and... that? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, 2-second lead just gets, you know, erased and then he has to pit. So
1: So then they're in a the position, "Oh, we got a yellow we want. Should we just wait it out and hope that we, they keep wrecking?" No, they pit.
0: I, so why you got to commit to why, the strategy at that point?
1: Exactly. Like it probably it wasn't going to work out because no more yellows came out after that. Right? So I I don't understand the strategy here. What was the plan if it was never going to work? Yeah. And Joseph Newgarden drove his ass off to still finish 6th because Tim Sindra gave him a 15th place strategy.
0: Started 6, finished 6th. But was all yeah. over the damn field.
1: <laughs> I was so mad. So then, uh, now let's get into the the drama, I guess. And by the way, we are Joseph fans, so maybe we're a little biased here. I don't think I don't are. care. I really don't.
0: I don't I, think sure, I'm Sure, I am biased. biased. I'll still I really fight don't. y'all. I'll still fight y'all. you y'all crazy. I do want to preface it anyway. Y'all crazy.
1: I want to I want to preface that we are Joseph fans.
0: I bought a Roman Grosjean but... shirt at Iowa, so I think I can talk shit.
1: You did, didn't you? On the restart, and Joseph's way back in nobody's land, he has to dive-bomb it into the first corner after the green. And you know what? Grosjean, he left a hole open. I'm going to get come back to that comment in a second. He left a hole, so Joseph came down and took it. And you know what? He gets into Grosjean, and Grosjean goes into the wall, and Joseph made up, like, what? Five spots or something crazy, yeah, and
0: or supposed to, but
1: <laughs> before I, so yeah, he got around Herda and Rossi as yeah. well, but the yellow didn't come out until after Rossi got back around him because he lost speed after hitting Grosjean. So, my point of view on this is that Grosjean left an opening, and Joseph's trying to win a championship because he was put in an awful position by Tim Sendrick... <laughs> i'm gonna emphasize that because the strategy was the disaster on the two car i don't know what we were doing he's put in a bad position so he's trying to make up any position he can to stay in the championship he does exactly that and grosjean's the one who gets it you know this reminds me of zach what this situation reminds me of nascar at texas in 2014 when Jeff Gordon left a hole open for Brad Keselowski to go for the lead,
0: because also here's the thing: I'm looking at the replay right now. Joseph is—he's uh-huh. bus- got a wheel on Grosjean before the turning point.
1: Yes, Joseph it's, was already beside him before he made contact. It's
0: fair. It's not even that much of a die bomb. It really isn't.
1: Like it's not really no.
0: And Grosjean and, had plenty of fucking space. He didn't. I don't like. He's just bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's just bad. Like. I don't mm-hmm. understand what the problem is here. I mean, honestly, this replay kind of sucks though because the only thing to where it could be Joseph's fault is if like he has enough um turn in to make the apex but not enough to actually get off the corner. Mm-hmm. But also crowding him down to the wall because you didn't expect him to be there is not going to help him turn. Because you know when IndyCars right. start making contact, they both just start going like, um they start understeering. So it's yeah. just like... You know, it, it's just, that's just how it is. But it honestly yeah. wasn't that desperate of a dive bomb. But it's a late race restart. It was Grosjean, an aggressive move. Grosjean was breaking kind of early. I don't know. It was
1: a it was a very aggressive move it by was. Joseph. But as I said, he was in a dire position where he was put in by his team to have to restart 15th. And then he gains like, he went from like 14th, 15th to 6th yeah. in that short time. Like, that's... It's crazy. And, like... So...
0: That's no excuse. I mean, his team putting him in that position isn't an excuse to, like, trash Grosjean.
1: But... It's an it's an excuse for driving aggressively. Yes, because his is. championship would have been probably over if he finished 15th where his yeah. team put him in. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think that. He kept himself in the championship yeah.
0: battle. And, like... Oh, so,
1: still. Like, yeah, go ahead. they
0: were three wide for a moment, but Colton Hurdle was locking up and he had to back out anyways, like, mm-hmm. by himself. Like... It was not that bad of a move. It really wasn't. No. The more I look at
1: it. My point about this reminded me of Gordon Kozlowski in 2014. I was a Gordon fan, and I was pissed off in the moment. But I can realize now that what Kieslowski did in that race was not the wrong move. He was trying to... He saw an opening, and he went for it. That's what Joseph did. It's the
0: exact same thing in my mind. The only, like, counterpoint I can think of is, like... We kinda go back to Indy Road course and it's like mm-hmm. just because there's a hole there doesn't mean you take it, but it's not the same thing at all. Because no, it's not. The corners not even as tight. And you know mm. who I've seen do worse? Roman Grosjean. Well, yes. But um Max Verstappen. Oh. 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 I I was going to bring F1 drama into this. How many times has Max Verstappen done that to Lewis Hamilton, or really anybody, and run him off the course? Really, mostly Lewis last year. That's what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. He he ran Lewis off the course so much last year. And I remember talking about, I think Mm -hmm. it's fair game if both y'all leave enough room on the racetrack for each other. All right. But as soon as you start Mm -hmm. pushing someone off, it gets kind of, I don't like it. With this situation, yeah. they make contact at the Apex because Roman Grosjean does not give him enough room. And how many
1: times has Roman Grosjean done this to people? I can think.
0: His own there's teammates. Probably about,
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, there's probably, what, about 10 times, and he's only been here a year and a half?
0: Yeah.
1: Remember at Laguna Seca last year where you literally drilled Jimmy Johnson for literally no reason? Yeah, like in the moment, it was kind of like, "Oh my God, he's really going!" I mean, for the he win. was trying was to catch crazy. the leader,
0: but like, still, like, it... like was that <laughs> necessary? He doesn't no. give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck, which is great. That's fine, but you gotta own up to it. We talked about this with NASCAR with Ty yeah. Gibbs and stuff. You gotta own up to it, okay? What Joseph I was Newgarten, going to say? Joseph Newgard yeah. just did to what you do to everyone else. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. Yeah,
1: what I was gonna say is Roman Grosjean races like this. Exact thing, and gets stunned when anyone else races him aggressively. Shocked, stunned, like I can't believe anyone would do that to me. <laughs> On the other hand, Ross Chastain in NASCAR drives the exact same way, and then is like, "Oh yeah, I deserved that. I did. I I deserved it." Like, Chastain's interviews drive me crazy what sometimes. Are you <laughs> But at least, at least Ross Chastain understands that he deserves to be driven off the track sometimes, you know?
0: You know what? Yeah, fair enough. Good. I'm not a slave, but it's a gold star.
1: It's a gold star. (laughs) It's a gold star. (laughs) And Joseph said on Twitter afterward that Grosjean's gotten away with much worse. He started, I don't know if it's the best look, but I thought it was very funny. That Joseph started replying to angry Grosjean fans on Twitter did you see all that? I did. Zach?
0: Here's the thing, y'all run your mouth. Y'all run in your mouth. I don't and think Joseph cares. If
1: there's a man I don't want to be mad at me, it's Joseph Newgarden. Y'all better be careful out there. He gets pissed off about qualifying second. We talked about that after Iowa. If you you're yelling at him about this after he had an awful race and his crew nearly screwed over his championship. Listen, I do not want to be anywhere near Joseph Newgarden after that. Yeah. Right? Cuz I bet he was livid.
0: I wish we had a better angle of the the replay cuz I the only yeah. thing I'm ugh, the only thing I'm concerned about is I don't know. It was aggressive. That's it's also just well, yeah. a tight corner. It's just like I don't,
1: if Joseph's not aggressive, his championship hopes are over.
0: I don't like him saying like, welcome to IndyCar. It gets tight because that's some NASCAR shit. You know what I mean? I thought that was a funny comment. It is, but I'm just concerned that, and it's like him getting no penalty, which I think you can debate both sides. I'm like on the fence. I'm mostly Mm -hmm. on Joseph's side, but like it, I don't know.
1: If Joseph would have got penalized, that'd be complete BS. Because Grosjean hasn't got penalized for yeah. anything. Yeah, like IndyCar, they're very lax so. with
0: penalties, anyways. And also, Joseph was side by side on the turning point. Yes. So it's. It I think that's the
1: anyways. biggest point. And Grosjean left that s- spot open. He did not defending didn't Joseph to do that. He should have defended it, yeah. and he didn't. He wasn't defending. That wouldn't. That wouldn't be blocking. He'd just be defending.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. I think. And I think the race directors made the right call. You, It really, yeah, if anything, it's a racing incident. It's kind of like what Rossi and, um, what's his face the other week, um, Rossi and Rosenquist? Oh, yeah, yeah. At Toronto? Rossi and Rosenquist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that, racing incident-ish. Um, but, yeah.
1: So, I want to give another flop of the week to all the Roman Grosjean fans on Twitter. Congratulations. Y'all, like, again, really yeah, stop running
0: your mouth y'all been in Ugh. y'all been watching like IndyCar for like a year and a half and y'all think y'all know yeah it.
1: oh you um, oh. one of y'all actually uh replied to me said like arguing one of my tweets because i was just saying like i don't care grosjean races like that every week i said something like that uh one of y'all replied to me and then you apologized because you're like actually i really l- I like your podcast so like thank you
0: hey what you. Wait, wait, wait. i gotta look at this <laughs> I did not um, see
1: this. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was very nice of you. Thank you. Thank you for but supporting anyway. the
0: Gay Racing Podcast.
1: Yeah, I hope you're not angry at me right now for giving you Flop of the Week. <laughs> I'll exclude you specifically, that listener. Everyone else could Flop of the Week, but not you, Grosjean fan.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, this race was awful. And it, it needs changes.
0: Like, did we mention that there were so many... Like, there was... There was like eighteen laps of caution in the first forty laps, or something. Like it was
1: forty-five percent of the entire race was under yellow.
0: Yeah, that's not good. That's NASCAR shit. Let's last that's not year's acceptable.
1: race. Last year's race had more green flag laps, if you can believe it. Had forty-one percent of the race under yellow.
0: Like that's just there are
1: more yellow flag laps this year than last year.
0: It's I ridiculous. I just don't think that. I lost my train of thought. What that's are you talking okay.
1: about? We're talking
0: about the yellow flag. Yeah, I just don't think that's acceptable. Race. That's not acceptable for what IndyCar is trying to be, which is um uh, an actual motorsport. And street
1: course races are not like this normally. Toronto yeah. wasn't like this. Long Beach wasn't like this. St. Pete isn't like this. It's just Nashville. It is a Nashville-specific issue.
0: Is. And...
1: Next year is the last year of the deal with uh, the city of Nashville and IndyCar.
0: And there's a lot they got to if... make up. There's a lot they got to so... make up for this two years of kind of Mickey Mouse.
1: Mm-hmm. Few things. Completely redo the track layout. It is awful. That is it. They can't pass for like 70% of this track. That
0: one Mickey Mouse section in between like... um both bridge sections is stupid like it or or, there's this one part that's so narrow and i just think that's not good like it's like that section at baku and the f1 track like why is that even a thing Mm -hmm. like if you can't fit two cars even physically side by side what is the point it shouldn't be a racing track i'm sorry
1: so in my opinion let's keep the bridge change everything else like honestly just figure something else out i don't know what you could do that you need this track needs to be wider they can't just there's so many spots where you're like coming up and it's like a whole you have to like completely it's like a u-turn basically like that's why there's so many wrecks i feel because there's so many of those if there was like one that'd be different but there's like multiple that's the biggest issue and then that they can't pass And like I said, only McLaughlin and Herta were able to pass anyone, which was very annoying as well. And then also you have moments where you're going to have scary incidents, too, with a Kirkwood and Lucas crash. That was pretty not a good incident. At least they actually
0: threw the yellows this week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they didn't. Elio Castroneves spun in the middle of the track and they actually threw a yellow right away. That was good. They didn't just let him sit there in the middle of the racetrack. Yeah. That's an improvement.
0: It is.
1: (laughs) Uh, I guess. Uh, But if this does not work next year, if they keep the same layout and we just have half the race under yellow again, get rid of it. Get rid of the Flop City Grand Prix. I'm over it.
0: I saw somebody... I, um...
1: I did not care for this race. I did not care for the first one. It is embarrassing for the series. If they want to stay in Nashville, they can go to Nashville Super Speedway and just go back there they used to race there
0: yeah someone um cassie not the cassie um that was on the podcast before but mama mama g force yeah mama yeah. mama g force i love that name um i remember I'm trying still. to look for the tweet she said um oh here it goes if you go into a chuck e cheese hoping for caviar and champagne you're gonna be disappointed and i think the nashville circuit is our chuck e cheese Embrace the ski ball and crappy pizza. Um, don't oh, talk God. shit about Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Um, and come have oh, fun. Oh, it's yummy. I've had a blast today. So basically, saying that Nashville is kind of the the Chuck E. Cheese, almost like the circus of the IndyCar schedule. How do you feel about that, Alex? Because I think <laughs> it's interesting. A, that is a
1: very funny analogy. <laughs> it's a
0: concept. It's a concept. Um, I get what th- I get. What she's saying. I don't think we should leave the Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> <The> to
1: NASCAR. <laughs> We don't have enough races on
0: the schedule for Chuck E. Cheese.
1: (laughs) NASCAR rents out Chuck E. Cheese like every other week, you know? Like, IndyCar should be like Dave & Buster's, you know? (laughs) Like, if we're going to go to an arcade, it should be like Dave & Buster's, not Chuck E. Cheese. Like, it's a
0: restaurant, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, we shouldn't be hearing kids screaming and crying. We should be having, like... We can have some drunk guys going hoo-ha-hoo-ha over there. That's fine. But... Leave Chuck E. Cheese to NASCAR. Uh, we can go to a Dave and Buster's. Like we can have something a little kooky like this, but this is—it's a bit too extreme. Because once opinion. you get
0: one of them tracks, they're, they're all, all more be like that.
1: That's what happened with
0: NASCAR. Yeah, like, that's what happened. That's a very good tweet by Cast. It is. I've been thinking about it. Literally. I'm going to retweet it now. I've been thinking about it all week. I've been thinking about it all and week. Follow. Follow Cassie. Yeah, Mama, Mama underscore Force.
1: Follow her. She's a very good follow. puts out really good graphics she was, and was really stuff. She's a really
0: good follow, yeah.
1: Um, um, and if you're like a new IndyCar fan, she's like a must follow. Hey, um,
0: yeah. I don't know. I because I think it's like the track's not even that far. You know what the problem is? Hmm. I think IndyCar drivers suck. Like, yeah. I am don't know, I feel like uh, the track isn't that difficult, is it? I mean, I just think...
1: I, I think the track's just poorly designed.
0: There are I definitely poorly it... designed parts, but... Man, there's gotta be... And then you could also look at, like, the restart thing, where it's like, they were so bunched up. Do they have to be that bunched up? Like... But also, they wait to throw the thing, and then because we see guys basically double file when the green flag is flown, because they're all on top of each other, like, it's just... Yeah. I don't know what you do. I'm not really sure what you do, but I just know that it's just, like, I don't think this last two years is a good look.
1: No. And you know what? The marketing for this race was, like, nothing compared to last year, so they didn't even really bother to market it as much because like last year it was like talk of the town and then yeah. this year nbc puts it against michigan
0: which ugh, flop of NASCAR the week in michigan. michigan honestly like, yeah we like, didn't i we, i couldn't watch nascar cup because number we, one it's not at noon and the number two mm-hmm. it's because it rained and then number two it's during indycar like what the heck
1: and you know what another thing is that just last week, we had the IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader that tried getting some NASCAR fans to watch IndyCar. And what do they do the next week? Oh, they put on the exact same time, so none of those NASCAR fans are going to watch anyway. And like I said last week, IndyCar gains nothing from that doubleheader weekend. I will not fall back into talking about that. But case in point, that anyone who watched IndyCar last week because of the doubleheader weekend watch NASCAR, if they're a NASCAR fan, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. So yeah. Anyway.
0: It's just annoying.
1: And one last thing. I want to shout out Marcus Erickson. You gave him flop of the week. <laughs> did, did you are you still taking that back? No,
0: that was kind of a joke. I just think it's kind okay, of okay. like I feel like he had this championship locked up just with how everyone was doing, but Power got his stuff together.
1: I wanna to be a little positive. I wanna give Marcus Erickson a Slay of the week, actually. Oh um, okay. my friend uh Corey Long on Twitter uh, a big Marcus Erickson fan got retweeted by Marcus because Corey tweeted out this, like, big thing on, like, what happened during the race, how Grosjean rammed into Erickson and then Grosjean's mad at Joseph for doing the same thing. Whatever. Mark Corey messaged me and said, Marcus DM'd me saying, I apologize for all the crazy Grosjean fans you're going to get in your DMs, but you're right and don't don't listen to them and all Aww, that.
0: I love Marcus and, like, Erickson.
1: That He's nice. he sent me like screenshots of the messages, it was really sweet to see that. I really appreciate Marcus for doing that. Uh, for a fan, like I would say Corey's probably his biggest fan, so yeah. And by the way, Marcus also tweeted to Grojons' tweet about the race saying what comes around goes around. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> Marcus, you should tweet gay rights. He should, I'd like that. Um anyway. Yeah, Slay of the Week Marcus erickson
0: Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll be interested I mean well circling back to the championship battle, um Erickson's mm-hmm. still in this. It's just he's only got that one win this year and it was at the Indy five hundred. You know, he hasn't been really competing for race wins. That's the thing, and it's he's no. now got a attack. And I'm not sure going forward if he can. I
1: think Erickson's better at defending than attacking. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, he lost a lot of points at Iowa, the double header, so yeah. Gateway is next. Um, he can't afford to lose many more points because Joseph b- barring like another Iowa 2 situation, he, Joseph is probably the favorite All to of win Gateway. All those
0: better hope Joseph don't win Gateway.
1: If Joseph wins Gateway, he's going to be right where Dixon and Power are. He's going
0: to basically be in the points lead. He's going to be
1: like right there with them. And if Power and Dixon have any kind of issues at Gateway, Joseph's going to be the point leader if Joseph wins Gateway. I just hope Joseph
0: can go into Gateway not having that kind of Saturday at Iowa mentality.
1: Yeah, he needs needs to just be in a really good mental state. Just, Just crystal clear... He could win this championship on Gateway and then go into the final two, just like solid finishes and probably
0: hopefully. I don't know though. That's I feel like it'd be too close. (sighs) That's the thing. I feel like it'd be too close for him to even just go in and have a solid finish. I feel like he'd still just have to attack.
1: That's true. That's That's true. Thing. It It, it is really close.
0: Gateway is going to be an interesting setup for these final two races at Portland. Gateway
1: is. Gateway is going to be the setup for the final two. Yeah. It's really going to determine who's a pretender and who's not. Yeah. And we might, if Pato award, for example, if he could win Gateway, like he did Iowa 2, that'd put him right back in it kind as of. a stretch. It's, be a stretch.
0: He'd have to, uh, Pado needs issues to happen. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, and the problem is he just had issues at
0: Nashville. Yeah, it's, So it's not looking and likely.
1: I would say, we said like, it earlier, but it's probably the top four, top five, in the yeah. championship, you Pol- could say McLaughlin and award as like a very distant. If people have issues and they win, mm-hmm.
0: but I'll keep saying if Pillow didn't have the contract drama, I'd put him in the championship hunt. That's fair. <laughs> I but he's he, he was <laughs> leading at some point, and we were like, imagine if he wins. Chip Ganassi apparently has not talked to Alex Pillow since they the apparently
1: thing. did talk after at the podium celebration, very briefly, but they did like talk, like they were seen talking which is interesting
0: (laughs) all right well they were probably spilling some tea which speaking of is our next segment which will come after our little ad break so we'll see you guys then bye welcome back to the gay racing podcast it is time for the favorite segment the favorites jesus christ my-
1: your favorite segment
0: my favorite segment
1: <laughs> the tea it's time to spill some tea some racing motorsports it's been a long tea. day y'all i'm
0: so sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a big week for zach he's starting a big job let's go so the tea first up we have uh renas vk he uh re-signed with ed carpenter racing uh, we mentioned last week that August 1st, he was able to start talking with other teams. Uh, apparently, if any, if he did talk to any of them, nothing went anywhere. I
0: guess he didn't like what he was hearing. Or he didn't like what he was seeing because McLaren. Um...
1: <laughs> yeah, the two teams who would be talking to him were McLaren and Ganassi more than likely. So he's probably like, eh, I'll pass.
0: I still think Ganassi would have been a great pick. But again, it's like they can't really, they probably can't make a commitment to him
1: you know it's yeah ganassi was probably if anything they're probably like well we would but we're kind of forced we're trying to keep him by his will so you know against his will so Kidnapping. yeah put him in that's his... cool
0: alex polo should be in ship ganassi's basement in a few months
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs> um his i i saw someone because i've mentioned this before the pod was zach and zach didn't know if it was true uh Rina's VK is going to be the longest-tenured driver at ECR next year, by continuing there. Um, i not sure if that's fully accurate, because Zach has me questioning it, but I wanted to mention it.
0: Wait, what did I say to question
1: it? Oh, right, because... At, before we recorded, you said you didn't think that was accurate, that VK was the longest-tenured driver Because he's only been racing ECR.
0: for ECR. Let me look it up. We have the but internet literally at our fingertips.
1: Regardless... Um, because people don't stay at ECR that long. Daly's been there a while, but he left and then came back.
0: Yeah.
1: So, hard to say. Um, next bit, let me know if you find facts on that, Zach. I am. Uh, Coretta Autosport, they announced that they are adding Laguna Seca to their 2022 schedule. He's in his Uh, second
0: full season right now. So, next year will be his third. So, I guess no one's on three straight years?
1: I guess not, because... New Garden, a race for Sarah Fisher, but then it became Ed Carpenter later. Fair enough. So, by definition, Joseph was probably only there for two.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So,
1: But, yeah, Peretta Autosport, um, their last race was supposed to be Nashville, but they added Laguna Seca. And <laughs> Simona will be the driver again. I'm happy for them. This is really cool.
0: Yeah, I would not want to end on Nashville, <laughs>
1: Why? They, they are. Do good?
0: How did they do? I wasn't they, paying attention.
1: They got last because they were in a wreck, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: I'm good thing they're not ending on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and by the way, speak of Ed Carpenter Racing, they are partnered with ECR. I have a, th- I have a prediction that Ed Carpenter and Simona Di Silvestro will be sharing a car next year. I Ooh. think that might be what happens. I can see that. I think. I think they'll probably scrap the Purple 33 and just let Simona drive on the road courses and Ed do the ovals in the 16.
0: A Peretta car? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's powered and partnered with Ed Carpenter Racing. Interesting. I think that makes sense. I think that's kind of, I think that's a direction we're going to go.
0: That makes sense. I think the, that'd be good.
1: Yeah. And for the 500, they can either just run Ed or they can add another car for Simona. Because ECRs run an extra car before the They could just run that extra so. car
0: for Ed because that car was kind of fast yep. at Indy in qualifying at least. So.
1: Yeah, only at Indy. At Iowa, no. Their budget
0: <laughs> went into Indy, which fair enough.
1: Yes. We'll see how uh, Ed does at Gateway. But yeah, that's yeah. my prediction for Peretta next year is that if they are full-time, it'll be shared with Ed Carpenter on the ovals. Yep. Um, Let's talk about IMSA really quick. Yeah. It's still part of the T. IMSA was at Road America. I watched the last, oh, 15 minutes of that race. I I need to watch IMSA more. I say this all the time, but, like, I never know it's on. And I apologize yeah. for that, I well, guess. They
0: tweet, like, three times a month, so it's not your fault. Yeah,
1: I mean, IMSA, if you need someone to run your Twitter account, like, please, I'll I'll do it. Just like, pay I, somebody. Then I'll know.
0: Pay somebody, like, 16 dollars an hour to do it. Like it's Yeah. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I'd do that. Oh my god. Yeah. Emsa, <laughs> call me. DM me, whatever. Uh but yeah, Ollie Jarvis, the 60 uh, Meyer Shank car and the DPi was the points leader going into this race. And he crashed while trying to keep the points lead because the Wayne Taylor car was leading and it what it would have been a really really close points battle. Yeah. Uh, so Jarvis was trying to get around, I believe it was the O2 Ganassi car, and ended up spinning and crashes. It was a really crazy crash. It was kind of gnarly,
0: but it yeah, spins, do, like and he then, was still rolling afterwards, which was really shocking. Yeah,
1: the yellow came out, and there was I mean, not enough time to restart the race. The race ended under yellow. They were missing a whole bunch of pieces on the car, but it was able to keep it going. Yeah. There was some drama. Because they were like, "Oh my gosh, the tires down. Where all that stuff is at on the car? Where all the damage is at?" Yeah. And they kept going. And they man, they do lose the points lead. The sixty does for Meyer Shank. But they saved a lot of damage because they finished fourth in DPI. They would have finished sixth or seventh, I believe, if yeah. they,
0: so they could not. Some points.
1: They did. And there's only two races left in the IMSA yeah. season.
0: I think, well, uh, actually, I think for, I don't think DPI races at VIR.
1: Okay, so there's one, and that'd be Yeah, Petit that's Le Mans. just,
0: the only GT does, oh, wow, I didn't, yeah, so they have one race left. That's probably why it was so tense. Okay. Wow, and they I don't even. I didn't know that, okay. Yeah, so they don't even race until, what, Petit Le Mans is October, the first, like, October 1st. It's it's, a,
1: it's sometime in October. It's yeah. October
0: 1st, yeah, so, Oh. So it's always can... a
1: very fun race. I will be watching, especially because oh, yeah. IndyCar will be over.
0: I yeah. have no other commitments. I'll be watching. No other commitments. We'll watch. We'll watch NASCAR. Take a break, I guess. <laughs> I wonder what NASCAR is <laughs> racing at that weekend. Probably uh, Talladega. I, it's probably Talladega, which <laughs> I don't know.
1: We'll get to NASCAR later. But yeah, uh, you say let's we, not talk about
0: NASCAR, girl. <laughs> you said.
1: Uh, Sorry, Alib, Albert Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor won the race. It took the point lead. Woo! As we said, one race remaining. If Zach's correct, there that they don't race at VIR. They don't. That it's sounds G- right. It's
0: GT only. It literally says okay. Michelin GT Challenge.
1: Now let's shift gears a bit. We're going to talk about the ongoing drama yes. in Formula One. Well, not just Formula One. McLaren, the ongoing McLaren drama. McLaren. This has been reported by numerous outlets. We have not got an update since that McLaren has told Daniel Ricciardo that they intend to replace him with Oscar Piastri in 2023. And per Jenna Fryer last week, we mentioned Ricciardo is has a driver option, so he has an option to stay with them in 2023. And that, I believe, contrasts with Alex Pillow's option where the team had an option to keep him. Mm. Ricardo has the option as a driver to stay. I believe what? that what is what. How would a team ever do on. that?
0: That seems so dumb. I don't know. So, we intend to replace you even though that you can just do whatever you want.
1: I made a tweet when this came out saying we are hurtling toward a situation... Where a driver says they're returning, but the team says they're not. We are hurtling toward that at a rapid pace. It's gonna happen. I think it's definitely gonna happen.
0: There's just <laughs> like, no way.
1: They they could be they could try and pay Ricardo a ton of money
0: to keep and just to, to, to get the fuck out.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously they want to get rid of him. They've hired like 50 people to try and get someone else on the team. It's like that. So
0: they're just. <laughs> They it's hired, like they're going to have all the, they're gonna
1: send all these people to Ricardo's house and just knock him out so they get the riders. They hired, like,
0: five different drivers for this for this one yeah, job. They did. Just to probably, <laughs> for Daniel Ricardo just be like, nah, I think I'm going to stay.
1: I think that'd be hilarious. Zach Brown's got a
0: small head, man. What a mess. Small, a small brain. Big head, small brain. There's nothing going on up there right now, because what the so, hell?
1: That would be interesting to follow. Everyone
0: is McLaren. That's why Renus VK stayed at ECR. 100% yes. why he stayed at ECR. He does not want anything new with McLaren.
1: All right, y'all. Now let's shift gears to NASCAR. Uh-oh. I am very excited about this one.
0: Oh, yeah, Marco, you are.
1: Marco Andretti is oh! going to make his NASCAR debut. Stop barking. That's my job. In the NASCAR Xfinity Series at the Roval. Uh, and the number forty-eight. I think it's a big machine car yeah. uh, that Tyler Reddick that drove a couple ass times. That yeah, forty-eight car, yeah, yeah that, yeah, that one, the ugly one. I'm not tr- so. I'm
0: sorry, it's ugly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Marco Andretti's going to drive that. I'm so excited for this. Not for barking reasons, but because I think he can do really good in a stock car.
0: He has I've done really, really good in a stock car. SRX.
1: He's in great. SRX, he's a SRX champions season two champion. This is going to be really fun. I kind of wish it was on an oval, because I want to see how he would do, but I get why they would put him on a road course yeah. first. Yeah. It'll be interesting to With see this... how the
0: roval fares him, because it can get yeah. a little chaotic, so... But,
1: yeah. I wonder... Is, I wonder if he's going to try doing full-time, or is he wanting part-time? Like, I wonder what Marco wants. Because John Andretti <laughs> eventually did the same thing where he went full-time in NASCAR. Marco's, like, only in his 30s, right? Like, yeah. he could... He could could, still go.
0: I could see him doing Xfinity full-time. Xfinity, I mean, look at AJ Allmendinger. Xfinity is the place to be, man. Like, if you want to just race stock cars and have fun, man, that's why Dale Jr. does one race a year. I mean, it's fun. I get it. That's the best series right now. It's it's just to go and compete for a championship, have fun, do part-time. Well, and
1: it's seeming likely every week that, uh, Ty Gibbs and Noah Graxon are gonna be out of the series next week. Oh my you're god, god even get, better. Yeah, you're not gonna get <laughs> destroyed.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: every week. Less
0: snobby but, ass kids.
1: And you know another thing is that Sam Hornish Jr. had a lot of success in Xfinity. I think Marco could totally do the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um speak of Noah Graxon. uh it is there's a driver announcement for Petty GMS coming tomorrow, as of re- as of recording. Tomorrow, as in Wednesday, August 10th. Uh, it is more than likely going to be Noah Gregson. That's kind of been the rumor ever since Ty Dillon yeah. uh, announced he was leaving.
0: And you know what? I have that's fair. no really opinion on this. I think that's yeah. fair. I'm not the biggest fan of Gregson, but you know what? I think it'd be good for him. He's already been doing a lot of cup races. I think he's ready to do a full cup schedule. And the reason why is I think it could really help mature his driving style, too. Mm-hmm. Like
1: it might be humbling exactly
0: i think him effing around in one of the best xfinity cars isn't really going to teach him what he needs to learn yeah you know i think because a petty
1: car he's going to run like mid-pack probably like low low teens
0: he will have opportunities for success you know we saw eric jones this year you know almost won talladega but I think that'd just be good because he's just he's almost plateauing in Xfinity a little bit. Like he's done really good this year, but Yeah. I just think he needs a change of scenery and cup he's ready for cup I think. But yeah mentally maybe mature or what's the what's the word? You know what I'm trying to say. Like he could use a little bit of work and I think going to cup right now is a good you know, good trial by fire for him. So I think that's I think that's good and it's good for petty GMS, um, I guess.
1: Yeah, because next year it'd be Eric Jones and Noah Gregson. I think that's a good lineup. That's honestly. solid.
0: That's solid. Eric Jones is solid yeah. with experience and Noah Gregson's yeah. not that bad himself. So.
1: Right. So next thing, I had it on here <laughs> because I didn't know what it would be, but it turns <laughs> out it was nothing. Uh Tony Stewart said he was gonna make a major announcement. And it was just uh, NFTs, so you know nothing important. Yeah. And Zach, you would you ha- you had something to say about this?
0: I did have something to say. Tony Stewart, congratulations! You have one flop of the week. Um, oh,
1: congratulations, Tony!
0: Like, not me checking <laughs> Twitter during my workday, just for Tony Stewart to say some dumb shit. Yeah. Like
1: I. I... Well, I, what I wanted to point out with this is that I found it very funny that the Athletic reported last week, after we put up last week's episode, that Kyle Busch's most likely landing spots are Stuart Haas Racing or Colleg Racing. Just this past week, and it's literally we've it's literally Tuesday, we've had Coli Racing tease an announcement. They put out a clock emoji. It was nothing. It was just Justin Haley is going to run at Daytona in their Xfinity program. And then Tony Stewart says, I have a major announcement to make. Nothing. I <laughs> think both Colleague and Stewart see these rumors and they're just trying to get people to see what they got to say. I really think they're just trying to fuel the fire.
0: It, the fire is huge right now. That's the yeah. thing, too. It's like, I can, you can almost tell. Like, why wouldn't you? These teams are just like, getting in on yeah. the, the hype and the attention. Yeah. Ugh.
1: And that's it's smart. I don't like how Tony Stewart did it, but uh I don't know. I think that's definitely what this was. It's like, why would you say it's a major announcement when it's something no one has done in like 6 months?
0: I hate announcements of <laughs> announcements.
1: Yeah. Like, like when um,
0: NASCAR Canada went to announce a new like the the that Penties was um, you know, what am I trying to say? Re-resigning for the sponsor of yeah. the Pinty Series. Like, thank you for announcing that during Bristol Dirt Weekend. Thanks. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. You're so and
1: weird. so, as I said, The Athletic, uh, Jordan Bianchi, put out an article. Said, as I said, SHR, colleague are the most likely landing spots for Kyle Busch if Joe Gibbs Racing cannot find a sponsor. Which, they haven't. They've had a year and a half to do it I don't now. Think
0: they will, either.
1: And... Door Bumper Clear, the podcast, who's kind of been talking about this consistently, about like sharing rumors and stuff. They said Joe Gibbs has seemingly stopped talking to Kyle Bush in terms of coming to like a deal. Uh-oh. So basically it sounds to me that Gibbs is like, here's my deal, I'm not changing anything else.
0: If we find a sponsor, I'll let you know. Basically. Yep.
1: That seems to be where they're so at. So basically They're not, not budging anymore.
0: So three things Supposedly. can happen. A sponsor mm-hmm. magically comes out of nowhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Kyle Bush just accepts whatever deal, which is honestly the most unlikely thing. Or the third thing, which I think is probably the most likely, Gene Haas or Matt Collig break out their pocketbooks. Yeah. He's going to Collig or he's going to Colleague or SHR. Mm-hmm. The next likely thing is that a sponsor appears and he stays at JGR. The least likely thing is that he just signs on for JGR right now, it sounds like. Because, like, why would he wait to yep. do that, you know?
1: It it sounds very unlikely Kyle Busch will be back at Joe Gibbs Racing next year. Yeah. That is stunning. It it, it really is stunning. And, you know, uh, colleague, they have... What's his name? Matt Colleague? Is Matt. that his name? Yeah. Yeah. He... He has a lot of money. I never considered Khaled as an option, My but like it makes so sense. Money. I don't blame them for trying if they are in this discussion. I thought Justin Marks would try and get in there. Uh, I guess he has money, too.
0: Yeah, with he's, track he's house. very aggressive with that money, as we saw with the, the yeah. uh, buying of Chip Ganassi. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I thought Trackhouse would be the Chevy team, but it turns out the rumor is it's colleague Because we've been hearing it's a one Chevy team and a one Ford team.
0: And that makes sense. Because yeah. Trackhouse, they don't... I think their driver lineup's solid. Ross Chastain yeah, plan- is their Kyle Busch.
1: Yeah. And they plan on doing Project 91. Some people have said, oh, maybe they'll scrap Project 91 and they'll just put Kyle Busch in the car. But then you have the problem is... The other problem is they have to get a charter... Where are they going to get a charter? They're more expensive than they were last year yeah. when they added the number one. And I don't know. I just Colic. They have the 16 car. Gregson's leaving. They're going to have who They could probably just run in a third car anyway.
0: Yeah, for the road course so, races he wants to do.
1: So it's basically the 16 car sitting right there for Colic. So yeah, it makes sense that Kyle Busch is being looked at by it, them. It, it does. does. I think the most likely scenario is you'll see Kyle Busch in the 41 car next year. Because that seems to consistently be what is being said. Unless Almirola, uh, and Smithfield, they de- Smithfield... If Smithfield says we'll go with Kyle, then maybe. But it sounds like Cole Custer is probably going back to Xfinity or in a Stuart Haas car funded... Or, Rick Warecar car funded by Stuart Haas that's also Ew, a- 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 an article.
0: I would hate to do that no ma'am go to Xfinity go back to what you were doing before <laughs> if
1: I were Cole I'd want to go back to Xfinity do the John Hunter Nemechek thing go back we'll and to talk redeem, about redeem yourself Custer and all that
0: time I don't know what happened with him I feel like you could blame COVID
1: he came into the cup series at a really bad time
0: with no practice like yep. it's just I don't know. We'll have to get into that later. It's just kind of unfortunate. Yeah. I really like him.
1: Yep. Me too. I I think if he goes back to Xfinity, he could with SHR be teammates with Riley Herbst. One, I think he could make Riley Herbs better. And two, I think Cole Custer could win another Xfinity title.
0: Oh yeah. Or win so. one in general. He I don't did he ever win one? I don't think he ever won I, one. I,
1: I thought he did. Maybe. No, I'm Tyler Reddick
0: won both twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Okay.
1: I'm confusing him with uh Reddick, one of Reddick's. Who won oh Yeah, Byron won 2017.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: you're right. But I think Custer could win an Xfinity title. For sure. He
0: almost did. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah.
1: All right. So, something to follow. We could have news on Kyle Bush literally any day. I feel like it's got to happen soon because we are in August.
0: And they're going to announce it while I'm at work because that's when everyone.
1: And then. I will send you a text as soon as it happens, Zach.
0: God, I'm... To- Alex so much sends me breaking news on the most... Ra- like, the Splatoon 3 Direct got announced while I'm at work. I'm like, what the heck And the Direct's gonna happen while I'm at work? Yep. Y'all unemployed bitches piss me off. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I-, I send Zach all the breaking news, so he's informed. Don't worry. All right. Let's talk about NASCAR in Michigan really quick. Uh, again, we didn't really watch it. I watched Highlights. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Harvick won. God, and why didn't broke we pick him? Two-year winless streak. You and I almost picked him. We both almost picked him last week for fantasy. The vibes were there. The they vibes were there. were
0: there. God.
1: And uh, apparently, uh, Denny Hamlin had probably the car to beat. Mm-hmm. Bubba Wallace as well. But Hamlin had a pit road penalty. The 31st of the year, by the way, for Denny Hamlin, pit road penalty. That is, like, more than one per race because there's 36 races in a year. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is – that's embarrassing. Uh, And Bubba Wallace was apparently up front the entire race. When I was watching the first bit of stage one, he was up front leading the race. Mm -hmm. Bubba Wallace has four top tens in a row. Uh, He finished uh, second, and Hamlin got third.
0: Toyota's been on a a swing. They are swinging yeah. right now. They are doing so good. They like, are. It's feeling a very 2017 right in here. Mm-hmm. Is it just me?
1: And you know, at Michigan, Toyota, a lot of people were saying Toyota was probably the team to beat. And they dominated. And they lost it to Kevin Harvick. Ford keeps so. up their
0: streak. Kevin Harvick keeps up their streak.
1: Oh, why didn't I pick yep. him? God. Oh, I'm I'm so mad I didn't pick Carvick. Yeah. Who won I was fantasy? so close. Who
0: won fantasy?
1: Um, you did.
0: Oh, oh, I did. Yeah, Logano was he, up there. He was up there.
1: But... You picked Logano. Logano got up there. So yeah, in our NASCAR fantasy, you now have a one point lead. Uh, it's seventeen to sixteen.
0: So I've clinched Indy
1: Cup. Car- in case you didn't hear that, I'm gonna keep bragging about it. Uh. <laughs> So, but yeah, NASCAR, that's going to go down to the wire. But uh, yeah. let's get out about the race. Apparently, it was a good race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Petty was saying it was one of the best races he's ever seen at Michigan. I was watching highlights of NASCAR Motor Mouse, and Kyle Petty said that. I was like, I oh, interesting. I also
0: like to lie on the internet.
1: Um, Another thing that I saw, this is a bit before I turned it off, just to focus on IndyCar, because it was way too overstimulating. Uh, JJ Yaley, for some reason, in a Rick Ware car, is going like ten miles an hour while everyone else is going one hundred eighty. Uh, causes a big wreck. He stayed Shocker. out on a
0: caution, right? Like the, the yeah, competition he stayed caution. out caution. Yeah,
1: yeah. My coworker and...
0: mentioned that wreck to me. He was like, "Yo, did you see the race yesterday? Big wreck." And I was like, "Well, I was, I was watching an Indy car." Um, but
1: <laughs> what's an Indy car? <laughs>
0: oh, like um... Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But this was a pretty scary wreck, honestly, because Austin Sindrick went headfirst into the wall. It was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. That's one of the hardest hits we've seen with the Gen Seven car. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Busch, Almarola were also involved. Um, I'm hoping Cindric's okay, because I, you know, Kurt Busch had that incident in qualifying at Pocono. I hope Sindrick. I'm sure they did like concussion tests and everything, because that was an awful hit. Yeah. Um, it's
0: just. A and shame. then I
1: guess I at one point, Christopher Bell was blocking Ross Chastain for second, and Christopher Bell blocked Chastain and put himself in the wall, which I thought was uh, kind of interesting. Like, why was Bell blocking there? It's kind of random. Chastain did not do something wrong. Can you believe it? He he's didn't wreck someone the on victim. purpose. He
0: acts like the <laughs> victim every week, but he's fine. Well, no, he doesn't. But he's he's finally, you know, actually the victim. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Good for him. Congratulations, no. Ross. No. So now let's You get a gold star. Anything, yeah, another gold star for Ross, Ross Chastain. That's Chastain Two of him. them. <laughs> he got wait, he got the other one? Yeah, he did.
0: He did. I was like, who got two, the other gold star?
1: <laughs> two gold stars for Ross Chastain. not he a sled A. Good boy a today.
0: Star. Good job, Ross. You're doing good so good. Boy, today.
1: <laughs> let's talk about the playoffs arguably the bad boy according to a lot of nascar fans Brian blaney is now the last driver in the playoffs without a win and he's
0: the only one in on points yeah yep that's wow yep. and martin
1: truex jr <laughs> is not in the playoffs i forget how many races it was but truex was on like a like 80 race streak of being in the playoffs or something oh like there, yeah. Like throughout the season. Yeah, I thought it was really crazy. interesting.
0: <laughs> how do you not wreck now? at the Daytona 500 that many times, yep. you know? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> it's like, how do you keep that up? That's impressive.
1: Yeah, right? And so Truex is now 19 points behind Blaney. If we don't get another winner, the points battle is between Blaney and Truex. We have three races left. We have Richmond, we have Watkins Glen. That's a
0: good. That's a good omen. 19.
1: Yeah, 19 yeah, for Truex. he'll be fine. <laughs> so we have Richmond, we have Watkins Glen, and we have Daytona. Anything can happen to Daytona. And by the way, 19 points, that's only a first and a second in a stage. Yeah. So if Truex like sweeps the stages, Blaney gets no points. He gets that point over yeah. Blaney. And I want to say also, Kurt Busch, if we get 17 winners, he would be the driver out. So, that'll be interesting to follow. If Kurt doesn't come back this week, um, then it's, like, most definitely. I don't know. Then if Kurt still isn't cleared, I imagine, like, by the playoff, by playoff start, he would just be the f- one of the four out in the first round. Yeah. So, hopefully he's back, though. I wouldn't... If I were him, I'd just be like, oh, I have a big headache before Daytona. Just don't even buy... Like... If I'm Kurt Busch, I'm trying to come back at Richmond and Glen, win the race, and say, "Oh, I have a big headache for Daytona." Oh, no.
0: My head, hor- head hurty wordy again.
1: My head hurt. So, yeah. Do you think we're gonna hit 16 winners? Is that?
0: Yeah. I think we're we'll hit- one. I've away. been saying we'll hit it at Daytona, mm. but it's a good chance that Blaney will be that 16th one. Win- I bet that's what will happen. We'll be That'd hyping be about the funny. 16th winner, and then it'll just be Blaney.
1: I'll I'll admit, it'd be really fun to see Blaney versus Truex yeah. for one of these races. That'd be intense.
0: That'd get intense, Uh, I guess, this weekend, but Blaney kind of... So, well, wait! true Truex going to Richmond? Yeah. He knows how to win there, buddy.
1: And, and Blaney, I know Richmond's statistically his worst track, but he did really good in the spring at Richmond. He did. He led a lot of that race. Yeah. This Maybe it's this weekend, Blaney v. Truex. And you know, another thing, I low-key, just for the drama, hope we don't get 16 before Daytona. Because if we do that, that keeps a chance at having Brad Keselowski go to Daytona in a position where he needs to win. Because if we get 16 winners, and Brad Keselowski's not one of them, Keselowski doesn't have a shot at Daytona to make the playoffs. It won't matter.
0: That's so i a part saying, of me.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't think... Well, like, I think Watkins Glen, one of the road course guys, is going to win. And then Richmond... Mm-hmm. Richmond? I don't know. But it's like all the guys... Like, Kevin Harvick just won. And it's just like, who else can win besides, like, Martin Truex that doesn't already yeah. have a win? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I just think it'd be very fun if we go to Daytona, 15 winners, one spot left, and someone like Keselowski, Austin Dillon, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., can go into daytona bulldoze the field yeah. and win make the playoffs i think that'd be very funny
0: i will say i've been enjoying though that this tension of like there's almost not enough room in the playoffs because i feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot more tension you know yep. and it's just like again it, we it kind of goes back to like what if we shrunk down the playoff field to 12 and then yeah had it, we like, shrunk that...
1: it down to 12 every year we would have this every year, and we'd have a really good format, in my opinion.
0: I think, yeah, we'd have... I th- I just think it'd be interesting. Yeah, but...
1: Like, the only reason it's so compelling this year is because there's so much parity, and yeah. we're actually getting this many winners. If we shrunk the field to 12, we could have this every single year, and that'd yeah. be really cool, in my opinion.
0: But then it's also, like, I kind of get the people that like, complain that, well, Martin Sharks is, like, fifth in points and won't be in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I kind of get that, too. That's, That's kind not dumb. the
1: format we're under not the format we're under
0: yeah the format we're under
1: it's not i'm sorry
0: fucking ask
1: (laughs) (laughs) so no it's like they could do something where it's like top five and points are guaranteed a spot but then it's like what's the point of winning the regular season championship because that does the same thing blaney had a shot at winning that and he kind of blew it that's true so
0: yeah I, sorry Uh-oh. like
1: i'm ai Bla- like blaney but sorry he had a chance to win the regular season championship he threw it out away yeah it'll be so, that's know, the tough, one yeah. thing
0: that 12 team in the 19 they are gonna be under a microscope these next three weeks yeah. just with how they and, and what martin truex has a strong track at richmond and he has a strong or blaney has a strong track at daytona Like yeah,
1: but that's everyone's strong track at Daytona. Okay, you can't bet if if you're betting on Daytona, you're insane. Right? No, you're
0: right. It's like you don't want to wait. You're right. You don't want to wait till Daytona. Yeah. With these last two weeks, and you know Blaney, he's he's got only like one road course win, Mm -hmm. and then it's like Richmond because Jimmy
1: Johnson self destructed.
0: Meanwhile, Truex has won at Richmond like literally four times. I've seen him win at Richmond. I think. I Mm -hmm. am, or actually three, maybe four. I don't know, but like, and then Watkins Glen. You know, he's he hasn't been that good at road courses this year, but he's been there at the past. Toyota
1: hasn't been good at road courses.
0: Richmond this weekend will be very
1: interesting. Richmond is probably the best chance for both Blaney and Truex.
0: No, Blaney's best chance is Daytona.
1: Blaney nearly won Richmond earlier this year. No, what the hell? He did he? I
0: he dominated drunk. that race. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. No, he dominated you the stages. You were there. I was there, but I was drunk, all right? Let's okay,
1: see. he didn't dominate the race. He, he dominated, dominated stage the stages. One. I okay.
0: okay. Or stage two. Maybe stage one and two.
1: But what I'm saying is that those two is speed. probably their best shot.
0: Yeah. Hmm? He has speed. He had speed. Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: I, you cannot say anyone's best chance is Daytona because that's also Brad Keselowski's best chance. No,
0: shut up! You know Ryan Blaney has won at Daytona how many times?
1: Uh, yeah, but then this series probably going to get wrecked at Daytona because okay,
0: but that's get... not special. <laughs> no, but listen, you know no. what I'm saying?
1: I, I do, but I think his best chance is this weekend. I really do. I. I. Right. Any-
0: All, right. Yeah. All right,
1: then. So let's go to the Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. Woo! Um, as I've said a couple times, I clinched the IndyCar Fantasy title.
0: Congratulations, uh, Alex. GG, shaking Zach- your hand.
1: Shaking your hand as well. Zach <laughs> needed to win the remaining races of the season. He did not do that. He got a point. I did Cole me, Hoda. Alex!
0: Woo! <laughs>
1: You did get a point, I'm but like you that still meme. lost the championship. I'm that meme yeah. of the
0: guy that's like second on the podium, but he's the one like freaking out and yeah. celebrating.
1: <laughs> yes, that is you. So points now stand in IndyCar at seventeen to six. Six. You're doing so good, Zach. Uh how many, NASCAR.
0: How many points what? do I need? Six. Six hundred. You need six hundred <laughs> to pass. You've got six. <laughs>
1: so, NASCAR at Richmond. The points are Zach 17. I have 16. It's are close. we ready to make our pick?
0: I'm ready. Um, I'm not going to Richmond this weekend. I believe. Yeah. No, I have plans Saturday. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will be watching on. Um. Sorry, I'm burping on Sunday. So yeah. All mm-hmm. right. I'm ready.
1: Oh, cool. cool. I'm ready.
0: Three, two one denny hamlin martin
1: truex jr <sighs> okay Ooh.
0: so i almost picked him but uh-huh. here's here's the t okay so i've been to richmond a All lot right. 2018 i went to both rich well i'm not going to both richmond races this year but 2018 i saw kyle bush sweep 2019 i saw martin truex sweep 2022 i think denny hamlin's gonna sweep
1: that's but you're not going to be there, so it's not the logic doesn't stand, right? Well, I guess you're not going to be there. I
0: will actually. <laughs> nope. Here's the thing, Alex. Shut up. Uh huh. I will be in oh. the city of Richmond.
1: You'll be in the city of Richmond. I will but not, not at the be track. at the track,
0: but I will be in the city of Richmond that weekend, Saturday.
1: So you'll be you'll be at Richmond. I'm not at Richmond. The track.
0: My energy will be <laughs> at the track. Don't worry.
1: Okay. Okay. I think
0: Denny Hamlin's gonna win. I think he'll finish third. Really.
1: <laughs> yeah i i think a toyota is the way to go this weekend yeah. they've just been really good martin's a trapped. good
0: bet martin's a good bet you mm. can't he's freakishly good at richmond and martinsville you can never count him out there
1: yeah same you know how i had vibes last week about kevin harvick winning i'm having those same vibes about Truex. i
0: had those vibes too so i just uh, don't feel comfortable Denny? to pick him For for Truex, I just didn't want to pick him because it felt a little too risky. I think Denny's a a safer bet. He runs solid at Richmond most of the time. Toyota's really good right now. Um, You know who else might be a really good pick?
1: Kevin Harvick? Bubba Wallace. Oh. See, my second pick was actually Harvick. Um, Bubba Wallace, yeah. He's
0: going to win this year.
1: Four top tens in a row. He's probably been the most consistent the past, like, or five races
0: i think bubba's yeah. gonna win he could win this weekend he could win daytona like there's a lot of races he could win now which is really Bubba
1: wallace exciting. could win kansas
0: he could win kansas yeah
1: he could win i think he could win on a mile and a half yeah because he he had probably the best car at the 600 he probably had the best car at kansas but his teammate kurt bush won instead i think the really interesting race can be homestead in oh, the playoffs yeah because that's a track where Tyler Reddick I think could really really do something big yeah. there. So But the thing with yeah. Bubba,
0: he has all the speed now but he's he's got to get into the playoffs. He's got to win. So it's like yep. the pressure's on man. I think he'll be interesting to watch at Daytona, but he's always he's always interesting to watch at Daytona, so. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, interesting picks. It's JGR versus JGR again. Um our friend Kyle will be very pleased. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Um Yes. B also don't count on Christopher Bell either at Richmond. I think Oh no. It it yeah. could I think a Toyota is very likely to win. Um Bell but, was
1: really good in New Hampshire. He won yeah. New Hampshire. Hey, do you so want to know I a secret? What's a secret? I What's thought
0: up? Watkins Glen was this weekend. <laughs> before I you said two. Richmond.
1: I did two until I did the dock. I could have sworn that it was uh
0: I don't know, man. Uh, Watkins Glen. I'm glad you're doing this because you're you're keeping it together. I'm just like off in whatever land.
1: If you did the doc, we would have made picks for Watkins Glen.
0: I had one picked <laughs> out, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, y'all. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, sorry, I keep getting far away from the mic, but I'm back now. Um, but um, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Gay Follow me at GP, follow alex at Gaden um we hope you guys enjoyed us um being foolish over talking about the the foolish race at nashville um flop city grand prix be interesting to see how Sidley season looks when we come back next week but yeah follow us on twitter and stuff and